Greetings from Las Vegas and welcome to the EOG Sports Hour. John Kelly with you, filing a report for Saturday, September 2nd. Three selections to be heard on today's show. A college football play, an MLB selection, and a play in the WNBA. Only one game on the WNBA slate. Interesting, there were four games yesterday. No, five games yesterday. I didn't like any of the five. One game today, and it hits me right between the eyes. I really like the game between Indiana and San Antonio, and I'll tell you the reasons why a little bit later. First full weekend of college football, less than a week away from the first NFL regular season game. New England playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs. Eight and 48 are the numbers available at Chris right now for that Patriots Chiefs game. I see the Patriots favored by eight, eight and a half, and nine in some spots. Not a big number, not a big difference, but hey, if you're going to take the Chiefs, by all means grab the nine. If you're going to lay the New England Patriots lay eight, and uh, that number might even come down a little more. Chris is uh, leading the charge down on that game. New England minus eight, so it could come down a little bit lower. I followed a lot of college football over the past couple of days. Tough loss on Thursday. I had Indiana plus 21 over Ohio State. Not a bad beat. Uh, Not a tough loss to stomach because you could see it coming a mile away. But the way it happened, 29 unanswered points by Ohio State to finish the game. That score, uh, Indiana led 21-20 with less than five minutes to go in the third quarter. And somehow, someway, they took me out at plus 21. And the 21 was big, too. Big difference between plus 21 and plus 20 and a half in a game like that especially. Although Ohio State did kick a couple of field goals, that two-point conversion was big for my bet. Uh, It meant that I really wasn't going to win it. Uh, I was crying for the push late, but uh, wasn't going to get that either as Ohio State got serious in the second half. And that's when the real game begins, isn't it? Uh, After halftime, the first half, you play to get to the second half. And a lot of these college football teams we've seen start a little bit slow. It was last Saturday, South Florida started slow against San Jose State, then scored 42 unanswered. We saw Wisconsin last night trailing 10-0 to Utah State late in the second quarter before they turned it up, scored 59 unanswered. And then I mentioned that Thursday night game where Ohio State completely dominated Indiana in the second half of the ballgame. Here's one angle you want to keep an eye out on, especially in this day and age of uh, spread offenses and you know, jet fuel offenses, hurry-ups, no huddle, where they go to the sideline, look for the signal to come in and try to get a playoff quickly and uh, that tempo offense what happens with those teams that play the fast offenses the spread offenses is they tire the defense there's a relationship between offense and defense and uh, your offense can gas out your defense and that's what happened to Indiana in the second half their defense was just on the field too much Indiana with a lot of three and outs in the second half and um, against those type of athletes for Ohio State Once they get running loose in your secondary, you're going to be in trouble, and that was the case with Indiana. But when bad college football teams play fast, it's usually big trouble. We've seen it with uh, San Jose State last Saturday, Indiana this past Thursday, and last night with Utah State. Uh, Quick offenses, you know, the fade offenses, throwing fades down the sideline. It it looks good when it works, but when it doesn't work, and you go three and out, you hold the ball for about a minute, uh, then there can be some struggles. Your defense can pay for that style. Navy style was tremendous last night. Did you watch them defeat Florida Atlantic in uh, easy fashion? Final score was 42-19. We had three lightning delays in that game. The longest of the three delays lasted nearly an hour. Uh, that game lasted 
six hours of start to finish, nearly six hours from start to finish, but Navy in the end won by 23. Coach Ken Niamatololo, what a program he has rolling. He's in his 11th season now, but the last four seasons, Navy 37-16 straight up, 34-19 against the spread already this season. 1-0 straight up, 1-0 against the spread. Our friend Bobby the Owl loves to play Navy football. I'm wondering if he laid the spot with Navy over Florida Atlantic, but a, a, a good job by Navy to get out of the gates, and here we go again. Here's another fast offense, Florida Atlantic. Art Riles' son is the offensive coordinator. They've got a Baylor-style offense. They go fast with that jet fuel offense, and it, it can really be trouble, uh, especially if you don't have your own guys in there. If you don't recruit to the system, uh, th that's really difficult for some of these college football teams, and it makes college football a great bet, too. These different styles. Compared to pro football, there are so many different styles in college football. Pro football, everyone pretty much plays the same. Uh, but in, in college football, 130 teams, you have, I'm not going to say 130 styles, but you have so many different styles uh, happening. And Navy's hard to bet against, aren't they? Uh, if you don't bet on them, don't bet against them. Navy, uh, they understand what they do, tremendous precision. Uh, their quarterback is a junior, Zach Aby. He'll be getting experience over time, a good pre-snap reads. He gets them into the plays they should get into. When it's third and short, uh, they oftentimes convert. They'll go for it on fourth down. Fourth down's always on the table with Navy football. They understand how to use fourth down, unlike some college football teams, um, one area of concern with Navy, it's it's usually big trouble when they trail. Great front runners, uh, but when they get stuck uh, two possessions, then that can really be uh, trouble for them. Let's get to the betting card for today. Should be a, a good day of betting action. I'll be following a lot of the a lot of the games for information intelligence farther down the road. Uh, but. Uh, that was one point I'd I like to make, how your offense affects your defense. Think of that when you're watching football today, not only in terms of rest, but also how your offense affects your defense and your defense affects your offense in terms of field position. That's really critical, the battle for field position. Don't look at box scores. Don't look at the composite stats of a game. Instead, Check out the drive charts. Check out the flow of the game. You know what happened in the game when it was competitive, when it was scoreless early, or uh, you know tight at the half. Then what happens, and, and, and look for that. Um, you know moving forward, that's how you assess these teams and how you assess a team's offense and a team's defense. There's two teams in one: the offense and the defense, never on the field at the same time. Yet they affect one another greatly. Okay, let's go to the betting card. We'll start with the high-profile game in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Alabama taking on Florida State. No opinion on the side of this game. Alabama about a seven-point favorite, although I see it. CG Technology now Alabama minus seven and a half, minus a dollar five. Never did get under seven that I saw. Alabama minus six and a half, but I don't want Alabama anyway. Not against this Florida State defense, and I don't want Florida State, what with the lack of talent at the running back position, they're also thin at wide receiver, they've got a player suspended there, I like under 51, that's the current number at Chris, Jalen Hurts against DeAndre Francois, Francois was sacked 34 times last season as a freshman, and if you watched his games, he could have been sacked double that number, uh, very evasive, also uh, throws the ball away a lot against this Alabama defense, the front seven. I think they'll pressure Francois. Let's hope he doesn't make too many mistakes. I think they'll 
play cautious early. I could go under in the first half, but I like under for the full game even better. Under 51. Alabama, the college football playoff games last year, the semifinal game against Clemson and the championship game against I'm sorry, the semifinal game against Washington and the championship game against Clemson. Alabama on third downs in the two playoff games, they were 6 for 29. Not an elite offense. Jalen Hurts, uh, he had problems because the Alabama had problems with his offensive coordinator. Brian Dable has now been brought in. He's a New England coach that's been brought in as the offensive coordinator. He'll tutor Jalen Hurts to become a better quarterback, a more efficient quarterback. And for me, that means... Uh, a quarterback that makes fewer mistakes, one that won't turn the ball over uh, in enemy territory, one that'll be very careful when he gets in the red zone. So for me, that bodes well for the under. It's game nine. Let's see. Let me get the betting numbers straight. The Alabama-Florida State game goes at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Betting number 205-206, Florida State, Alabama, under the total of 51. That's the number available right now at Chris. Let's go to the Major League Baseball card. The one MLB selection for today is the play I'll make, I made yesterday, just a continuation bet. Uh, the White Sox are playing host to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. No more devil in, in the Rays nickname. Betting number 973-974. Tampa Bay and the Chicago White Sox under the total of eight. Lay a dollar ten. Chris Archer and Carlos Rodon. Rodon was hurt the first half of the season. He still has a fresh arm. He's got live stuff too. Really swing and miss quality stuff. Chris Archer, wildly competitive. That White Sox lineup diminished with uh, Nicky Delmonico on the sideline. Yoan Moncada, even though he hadn't been hitting much, uh, he's out of the lineup. Jose Abreu had an elbow injury, did not play Thursday, or was it Wednesday? And then uh, Friday night, he wasn't in the lineup last night either when he's out of that lineup. Ooh, that really hurts the White Sox. And the fact that he's been unavailable the last 72 hours may mean he'll miss today's game. If he doesn't, I think Archer can handle him anyway. Uh, the right-handed pitchers against the White Sox, that's the formula that I like oftentimes. Although I bet Blake Snell under yesterday, a lefty against the White Sox. But with Noah Abreu, that White Sox lineup is really weakened. Let's go under the total of eight in the Archer-Rodon matchup. Game 973-974, under eight, lay $1.10. Third and final selection on today's program, this is my bailiwick. I love the WNBA. It's my specialty. I've been following it for 21 years. Last night I had a laugh. I chuckled because ESPN made a big deal out of Sue Bird becoming the all-time assist leader in the WNBA, as if anyone cares. Okay, uh, some people would care, and uh, I think it's kind of neat. She's the oldest player in the WNBA. Did you see Elena Deladon hug Sue Bird after Bird set the record last night in Washington? That was a wild game, too. Washington eventually won in overtime, although Seattle uh, backed into a playoff spot later in the night when Chicago lost on the road against Minnesota. Uh, the game I like here is betting number 666, the Indiana Fever. Minus two, minus $1.15 at Chris. Their final game of the season. In fact, it's the final game of the season for both Indiana and San Antonio. Here's what's interesting about this game and really what drew me to the game. Indiana, they've tried hard lately. They got blown out about three weeks ago against Minnesota, an embarrassing loss where they lost by more than 50 points. But since that time, they've tried hard in a lot of their games. They did play well recently against Minnesota. And uh, I think for that reason, uh, they'll wake up here a little bit and play well at home. It's fan appreciation night. Not that that's a big deal, but uh, there'll be a crowd of about seven or 8,000 to watch Indiana play tonight. And uh, 
a lot of reasons to like Indiana. Uh, here's probably the main one. This is the third meeting between Indiana and San Antonio this year. San Antonio won the first meeting, July 12th, 79-72 at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Then they won the rematch July 20th, 85-61 in San Antonio. At the time, Indiana was playing very poorly. Now, they woke up just a little bit, 9-24 and on the season. This game is absolutely meaningless. They're playing for pride. And I think girls like Wheeler and Coleman, Dupree and Achanwa, Aguathme, I, I think they'll play um, for Pokey Chapman. This could be her last game, by the way, the head coach of the Indiana Fever. What a disappointing season they've had. Life after Tamika Catchings has been tough. But here's the reason to bet against San Antonio as well. Not only did they win the first two meetings in this season series, they played last night. And uh, only two steals and one block shots in an indifferent defensive effort against the New York Liberty, a team that's been streaking winners of nine in a row now. But the fact that they have to play back-to-back nights while Indiana rested last night, I think gives the Fever a big advantage. Rest is big, especially with some of these bad teams in the WNBA. Oftentimes they can't put two good ones together. The effort last night by San Antonio wasn't miserable. They stayed competitive through three quarters, but once the fourth quarter began, San Antonio was a non-factor. They could only force the Liberty into five turnovers. That's how weak they are defensively. Let's take betting number 666, Indiana minus two Minus $1.15 over San Antonio. That will be my third and final selection. So to recap, I'm on record with three selections. I'm going to play that big game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta under the total. It's almost like a national championship game to start the season, isn't it? I mean, it's such an important game. Not that a loss would hamper these two teams because I think they could wheel back and come back by season's end and be among the top four teams in the country. But uh, an important game. I always like to play those important games under. Let's go under 51 at Chris right now. Game 205-206, Florida State, Alabama under 51. Interesting to note, Mercedes-Benz Stadium will host tonight's game, and it will also host the national title game uh, in January of 2018. So season's end, uh, they'll play the most important game of the season uh, right there in Atlanta, that new stadium in Atlanta, the home of the Falcons. Second selection is game 973-974, the Tampa Bay Rays, Chicago White Sox under the total of eight, lay $1.10. Third and final selection, betting number 666 in the WNBA, the Indiana Fever, minus two, minus $1.15, a number available at Chris right now. Thanks for listening to the EOG Sports Hour. We'll be back Sunday morning with more looking for sports information from a Las Vegas perspective. Uh, Thanks for listening and back Sunday morning.